Two, hello, hello. What's up, y'all? And welcome, welcome to the Tenemos Tiempo podcast. I'm Deb. And I'm Beck. And we are two sisters who love all things conversation, pop culture, cool shit, and even better vibes. Welcome. We are a podcast of everything and anything, and it's because we have time. So let's get right into it. We are so glad to have you guys here. Um, originally, we conceptualized this March 2020, I believe. It was, what, yes, about, like, two years quarantine ago? quarantine vibes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we got shut down, and I remember sitting on the couch, and we were just cracking up because, you know, you have to keep, you know, you have to laugh to keep from crying. And, you know, we decided that we wanted to start a podcast, and who knew that two years later we would actually roll it out. So, super proud of us and happy yes we're doing the shits i'm very happy and thank you guys for being here yes i thank you all for being here now now we definitely want to talk to you guys about you know some important things some things that are happening but first we're gonna you know kick into that topic which is taking a chance and really shaking things up now life looks just a little different a lot different actually than the beginning of you know covid and all of this happening and yeah sometimes like you you got to sit back and kind of just realize how much things have actually shifted for you know intentional or not intentional and i'm just curious you know like when when do you know that it's a good time for change or just even time for change when do you know that it's time for change in your life I like to sit and reflect and see if I am bored out of depression or bored out of needing for change. Mm. I think oftentimes we, you know, we see our therapist and sometimes it's like, oh, if you're bored, you're probably just depressed. But you really need to sit there and reevaluate, you know, what do you need to adjust in your life? What change does, does need to happen? Like, do you need a new job? Do you need to take extra walks? Do you need to find a new hobby so I think that is when you know you really have to sit there and reflect and just you know see what's going to make you happy at the end of the day look at your big picture big picture and you know see what's going to make you happy see I think the making you happy at the end of the day is like the bigger part of it it's especially for like for me because I know when it's time for a change when I can I can feel it like it's a tangible it's, yeah. feeling like you almost feel like there's a transition happening and it hasn't like you're right in the middle of it it's already begun but you're not sure exactly where it's gonna end and it's almost like that feeling that you can't really like shake or ignore so like exactly like you said you have to do some reflection it involves some awareness and really coming to terms with and being honest with yourself mm -hmm. about what makes you happy and what doesn't and the hobbies thing was also a big one for me too because during this time I definitely picked up a few hobbies outside of like this one of course but like Same. I picked up picked up a few hobbies and then looked back and realized that they're like hobbies from what I used to do when I was little you know so that's been nice too but I think that that ties a lot into like 
what makes us happy, you know? And when we should have the courage to to really take that feeling of transformation and, and run with it, you know? And yeah. I feel like we did a little bit of that starting the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel I feel the same because, you know, sometimes when you're in the mix of it and you're just like, okay, something's something needs to happen in order for me to stop feeling this way. And a lot of it's like based on body feelings, like, you know, you're always anxious or yeah. your body keeps the score. Yes. And so you just have to really reflect and listen to yourself. And sometimes that's so hard though because you'll be in a position like, let's talk, let's talk, y'all. Let's let's chat. Let's chit chat, okay? jobs right being in a sitch where like you are not feeling it you are not feeling valued you're not feeling seen you're not feeling like your work is purposeful like feeling all of those feelings though and being in a situation like that where it like triggers your fight or flight the time for change is like like you constantly feel like something has to change but you're like where do we start stability yes job you know the market is is the market's open but it's also tough like let's be real y'all it's very selective yes so it's one of those things where it's like yes you know it's time for change but like how do you go about that I guess what leads me into my next question which is like what's the hardest part about change or even trying something new (laughs) imposter syndrome imposter syndrome i personally suffer through imposter syndrome every day almost every day um and it's kind of the shit though i know huh i mean i was trying to tell myself (laughs) but my other self be like girl do you even know what the fuck you're doing the shit though um (laughs) but yeah i feel like it's imposter syndrome sometimes that really just tells me like hey are you sure about this um but then other times it's like for instance me sending an email to like my boss I have to close my eyes and just send it and that's how I feel feel about my life sometimes I just have to close my eyes and just do it and just do it and you know if it's going to we don't know what's on the other side of that mountain until we climb it yeah you know and so I feel like I just have to just see what's on the other side and like if there is shit that I need to move then fuck it I'm gonna do it but yeah. we're gonna worry about that shit when we get there yeah you know and then that's something I struggle with so I have to remind myself so I'm talking to myself at the same time but you know just figure it out when you get there when you cross that line you just gotta move first yeah and see see what happens no I feel that because like my my answer was definitely gonna be like pushing past the fear of doing anything new of yes of, thinking in any way that is different in terms of like your life about like your future and in your future self and I think that pushing past the fear is my best friend and my worst enemy like yeah shout out to Sagittarius uh, energy shout out to us <laughs> um because we're supposed to be fearless and like that feeling of okay I want to adventure I want to you know the best for me and the best version for myself but there's also that like real fear that like change brings you know and I always think about a quote from Will Smith and that's funny for later purposes (laughs) but um (laughs) I always think about a a quote that he said that's just like do it scared do that shit scared like you're gonna feel feelings and you're going to be scared but like 
are you going to let the fear stop you from doing it and dealing with those consequences or are you just going to push past the fear and deal with those consequences which consequences are better you know so i'm stepping into my uh delusional optimism era i'm gonna let all y'all know now and I know that that's delusional, but like not in a bad way, not in the way that when you hear it, you're like, oh my goodness, these girls are really sitting over here trying to tell us to be delusional and like not to the ground. When you are so, so delusional that you are just losing touch, I want you to remind yourself that ain't nobody thinking about you. That's, that's number one. But what we mean by this delusion is to be so optimistic and believe that things will work out that you convince yourself that they will and that they end up working out. Absolutely. Because the fear, you know, the former is the fear being paralyzing and you never want to be paralyzed by fear. No, and I think oftentimes when we're jumping into things, like creatively, or I said that wrong, creatively, <laughs> um, people often think of it as like going through a non-traditional path, oh, you yeah. know? Like I... And someone who, like, loves education, but, like, I don't see that for me. Like, I'm not going to go through that path. I'm not doing that. I'm not giving these institutions all my money. But, like, we're so stigmatized to believe, okay, we have to do this this way because this is the only way and this is how we make it. When it's not true. Like, you see, like, for instance, TikTok, you see a bunch of influencers just getting all these views off of, you know, their niches and, like going to the Grammys, going to the Oscars, you know, collecting their coin and doing their partnerships. Shout out to Tuffy. Yes, Tuffy. We saw you at the Oscars yesterday. Gorge. No, I definitely Um, feel you. That's like, blazing the untraditional path is one that has definitely been coming up more often. I think that that was definitely your plan and my plan and purpose. Like, we just were always going to have to blaze our own path and... Whether we liked it or not. Whether we liked it or not, like, didn't have a choice. And so, (laughs) because you really have to choose, like, am I going to choose one path, follow a path that isn't mine, or am I going to be able to create my own path? And I think that, like, we were blessed with the care and the space to kind of sort of figure it out and blaze our own path. And still blazing. Still blazing, baby. We're still going. Um, And, you know, I don't think I'd trade it for anything else because wherever the destination ends, I know it's going to be beautiful, spectacular. But in terms of, like, pushing past the fear, in order for you to blaze a trail, you have to have courage and push past the fear, essentially. Like, you're you're not getting down that road without also doing it scared. And... I think that this was not only a big old reminder for me, but also, you know, hopefully it's a little reminder to you guys that, like, you can do it scared. You can push past the fear. You can try new things, you know. Whatever construct is made up in people's minds of you is none of your fucking business. And if you want to go ahead and switch it up and do something fun because your soul loves it and your creativity is shining, then you Mm -hmm. do you and we're here to support you. Hey. Yep. If you were looking for a sign, this is yours. <laughs> and on that note, our Que Ta Pasando segment. This is our pop cultura segment. Things are happening. We are here to just witness them. That's 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 all we're, we're, here we're here to, to witness, talk about it. And we're here to chat about it. We're here to chat about it, too. 
All right, Sissa, what you got for me? <laughs> if you don't already, I'm going to let you know right now. Spoiler alert. And it shouldn't even be a spoiler alert because it's been on for like what? How long? A week? It's only been, no, it's only been on for like three days. We're Damn. just that people. <laughs> We're just those people who like to binge. Spoiler watch. alert. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't gotten yourself down to Netflix, turned it on, saw the banner for Bridgerton and said, hmm, I'm going to give it a press play. Pause this. Go watch it. And then come back. Then come back and chat with us. We want to talk to you about it. It's necessary, okay? Bridgerton, first off, Shonda Rhimes, how dare you? In so many other ways. In so many ways. Like, but I just want to note that Shonda Rhimes did not write this. She is just producing oh, it. Never mind. Um, I, I just learned that because of Target. Um, thank you, Target, in the book section. Because thank you, Shonda. They have, <laughs> oh, thank you, Shonda, for the visuals and, like, making it look fucking spectacular in all of my cottagecore dreams. Um, definitely do not remember the author's name, but she has six books out, so I am well prepared for the rest of this Bridgerton series. And see, I love that for her. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't read the books. I'm on I season two of the Netflix special. And let's talk about it, because first off, the Sharma sisters. Sharma sisters. Um, I, I'm obsessed. The freaking Sharma sisters. But their outfits, though, like... <sighs> Just fucking kiss you could not go wrong she wore everything she wore the dresses they both wore the dresses i was really like after the first season because the first season beck made me watch the first season i'm not even gonna lie to you guys like it wasn't even like i was (laughs) i was in it i was like bridgerton whatever pish posh i did it for the accents and my accent will come out i've put some work into my accent it will come out but we're gonna put that away for right now however i wasn't fully convinced that i was really gonna like love bridgerton and even after the first season i heard old boy was getting written off i said how the hell are they gonna do this like i can't suffer through another season of daphne like trying to get her life together i can't (laughs) i can't i refuse okay then i turn on my tv and i click on it and the sharma fucking sisters are the ones who are the stars of the show for season two you got me because kate sharma edwina you're cool Edwina, you're cool, you are noble, you are honorable, you are an amazing woman. Kate Sharma is that girl. Absolutely. Another thing. Another thing. Go off, sister, go off. Because this man got written off the show, Daphne, stop talking about this man. Oh, he's away. Oh, he's doing this. No, he's not. We know it, you know it, everyone knows it. We're not going to mention him. They got a baby. No, we're not going to mention him. The baby, we saw twice. We saw the baby twice. We don't know his name. We don't even know how old he is. They said that they sped it up. I don't even know how many years it's been. Like, (laughs) they just threw us in there. And you know what? That's okay, though. That is okay, right? Yeah. They open up the show trying to marry off Eloise. If you saw the show, my question is why. And I know your question is why, too. Because Eloise, bitch, Eloise is the one that you guys are going to try and marry off this season. Eloise don't want to be married. You had a like you got three other boys to like. You have look three at. other boys and none of them are married. Want 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 something's there, right? Which brings me to my next point. Men in the Bridgerton family seek therapy and seek it quickly. Go today. Right Go now. today. Right now. WhiteMenSeekTherapy.com. <laughs> Go today. <laughs> Go today because the way that this man ha- hasn't been able to feel his feels. And is like, I can never love anybody because I saw my papa 
get stung by a bee and pass. And that was honestly like one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my entire life, quite frankly. Definitely drew a tear to my eye, but like, we need therapy, so, right? So sad. And like, it made me feel for him. Like, okay, this is why you're like this. Yeah. Watching the grief was hard and it was definitely, it did make me feel for him, but it also like gave me a little insight to like his mom too. Right. And how he is, why he is the way he is and how that like, how are you going to put this 15, 16 year olds after his father died to Boy. be a Viscount? You know? Now he's the Viscount. He's supposed to, you know, tend to his family. Mom over oh here pregnant. God. The scene. Sobbing. The scene. And again, spoil, spoiler alert. Okay? I don't mean to be that person. But you should have watched it already. You should have seen it. That's not our fault. So. It's coming out Wednesday. Yep. Should have watched it. The scene where his mom is trying. It was like supposed to have the baby. And they call him in. And they're like, you got to make a decision. Let's talk outside. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, you got to pick between my life and the baby's life. The look on his face, bro. The look on his face punched me in my stomach. Not only that, but like the way his mom was like, my husband would never make this. Period. This would never be a question. And you know what did he do? He said, whatever my mama want, my mama gets, period. Goodbye. Don't even ask. Like, don't, don't even, even ask, ask me stupid questions. You already asked my mama and she said no. So there's right. that. Now let's get to the beef and broccoli, right? <laughs> because. Because. <laughs> This was just the appies. These are just the appies. These aren't even the main fucking point of the season, right? So much has gone on. We're talking about his grief. All this good stuff. Viscount meets Kate Sharma. <laughs> In woods. She's like, bye, bitch. I'm on my horse. This is what I does, okay? Right. Mind your business. Mind your, mind your neck. No one came to see you. No Don't come to see me. He's like, OMG, I think I might be in love. You saw it on his face that day, right? He don't know this girl's name from Adam does not know this girl's name at all meets her like three times okay red flag second of all <laughs> second of all we throwing red flags out here, here yes we have to red flag on the play on the books second of all right whose dumbass idea was i get edwina gets named the diamond okay i'm missing i'm missing some spots i'm skipping all around friends i'm sorry edwina the queen looks at edwina and goes girl you're the diamond right so she becomes a diamond the viscount is like i'm ready to get married so his mama turns around to the party and goes my son is ready to get married and a bunch of bitches come flocking and so (laughs) he's like damn i don't know what to do i have to figure this out like who am i gonna marry he doesn't really give a fuck he doesn't really care he literally has a scoreboard he has a scoreboard he said he said and this is why i don't feel bad for the viscount because he said She's got to be cute in the face, be able to have some kids, and have half a brain. What? <laughs> what? That's not funny. What do you mean? It's not funny. What do you mean? <laughs> what do What do you mean? I don't understand. <laughs> and so, Kate Sharma hears him say this. She's in the bushes. Y'all didn't know. She was coming out of the party. She comes back to the party. She's walking around. She's having some air. She sees the Viscount and his homies. She's like, I'm going to go, and I'm just going to be sneaky. She hears him mm. say all of this and goes, ugh, ick. Icky. Ick. Red flag, red flag. She got the ick and said, and told him, and said, wow, you think all of this? Ick, get out of my face. And it was glorious. It was such a good moment because I was like, oh, this is going to be like an enemies turned to lovers type situation. They stood enemies way too long. Preface. Let me preface this. They it were enemies so, way too long. Way, like, they dragged that shit out. 
they dragged it out they did not need to drag it out now her sister is named the diamond mind you this man still doesn't know this girl's name Nope. All this happens. He Barely. has no fucking clue what this girl's name is. He meets Edwina. He's like, oh, my God, she's so pretty. That's why she's the diamond. She's smart. She's everything. Are they compatible? Absolutely not. I feel like it clicked for him that he liked. I think he liked her. I don't think he was in love with her. I feel like it clicked when Edwina? he. Yeah, I feel like or it Kate. clicked. No, Edwina. I think he tried really hard because she had lost a father as well. So she understood that pain. Because when they had that one-on-one dance. It Kate or Edwina? Kate. No, no, Edwina. Edwina, my bad. It happened when they both started dancing and her, him and Edwina were dancing together. And he was like, oh, you know, where's your father? I'd like to have a chat with him. And she's like, oh, no, he had passed. And so I feel like when he took a step back, he's like, wow, like minded too. Like that's something we could bond on. I feel like they were just bonding on that moment. And you can see it in her face, like, every time they interact, she is taking it, which is why I'm like, Edwina, and we will get to the, the delusion, the pure, unadulterated delusion. Not the good type of illusion. That Edwina has, and it's not the good kind that we were thinking, maybe, a little bit sparkled into that, because she did end up in, like, her situation, but, like, she was just, like, straight delusional about everything, because, girl, so, this is what I mean by all of this. You can see the look on her face every time they have an interaction where he's kind of like didn't know if that awk didn't know if it went well and she's like omg this man loves me i'm so i don't understand it i don't understand he'd be like i like the color blue and she'd be like me too and then you look at her face and her face is like wow match made in heaven and i'm like girl it's just the color blue so he then is set on marrying edwina edwina is kate Sharma's little sister, if that wasn't clear. The, as in the Sharma sisters, this is who we're talking about, right? Kate being the older one, she's not really interested in marrying you. Kate really has that, like, I'll slap the shit out of you energy. I love it. I, You know I loved her. She has that rich auntie vibe. Oh my god, I loved her so much. She was like, I'm gonna go back to India, I'm gonna drink my fucking tea, I'm gonna read my books, I'm gonna mind my business, and my sister can live in old England with y'all folks. Enjoy. And I love that. Have for a good her. time. I really did love it for her. <laughs> Until things started to get in Messy. a sicky situation. First and foremost, though, who the hell said, who said, who, that he can marry Edwina? And why were we pushing this? That man, he liked her. He did not love her. And you can tell in his face, you could tell in his face, the entire time he's staring at her sister. The entire time. Now, I. The entire time that I watched the last three to four episodes, I was calling upon the families. I said, mothers, <laughs> pop out, intervene. Sisters, Daphne, where is your ass at? Every time I saw Daphne, I said, Daphne, shut it down. Shut it down. You need to tell your brother. You need to tell your mama. You need to tell your brother. You need to tell your mama. She told her entirely too late. Way too late. The second to last episode, Daphne. Where's your loyalty? Where does that lie? Because you want him marrying young-ass Edwina because she looks good. But listen, honey, he's not in love with Edwina. He's in love with her sister. And I don't understand how people didn't figure it out so soon. Now, mind you, of course. Daphne did walk in on them. But she, she then did. was like, I'm a mama business. She should have told everybody. And that sis- was my opinion. <laughs> she should have <laughs> walked outside and let the motherfucking chopper sing. She should have saw her mom and said, I have things to tell you. Every single one of her siblings, there's like 12 of them, should have rounded them up and been like, I have news. 
And Where is Lady Whistle Down when you need her? Lady Whistle Down, keep it out because we're going to get to her. Hang it up. Anyway, we're going to get to her. But I think for me, though, and I can acknowledge and I understand that this is absolutely fictional. <laughs> so <laughs> while I'm screaming, while I'm screaming about this, I just need y'all to know that I am aware that this is fictional. However, it's just about, it's about the story, right? And I personally... It's about your character. It's about the story. It's about the characters. It's about the plot lines. It's about where are they going? What are we doing? Why are we starting new stuff, right? Se- uh, season two, I didn't have too many expectations. Definitely met all of my expectations. This was way better. At the end of the day, I was happy to see Viscount walk away happily with Kate Sharma. That was beautiful. I really did still wish that she went back to India, but like, that's none of my business. That's their business. And so I will respect that. However, Lady Whistledown. <laughs> Lady Whistledown. Should have started a podcast, okay? Because your little letter was so nasty. Ma'am, you did not need for the viewers and the people at home. Lady Whistledown decided uh, that her best friend was getting a little too hot to, tra- to the trail and trying to figure her out, right? Because Eloise, who we spoke about in the beginning, she doesn't want to get married. She's an intellectual. She wants to read all her books, chat it up. She wants to be awesome. She is on the trail to find who Lady Whistledown is because, like, they all run the same circles. <coughs> She's like, who could, who could it be with the penmanship? It's her best friend. It's her bestie. So her bestie goes... Now the queen is trying to figure out who Lady Whistledown is as well. The queen thinks it's Eloise because Eloise has been catching a ride to the poor side, to the poor side of town, going to meet, what's his name? Todd Bob. That's his name, Todd Bob. She's going to meet Todd Bob, <laughs> falls in love with him, whatever, whatever. She really does fall in love with him. I she really, really love that falls, for her. and I love that for her, but I hope also. They play that story out. I hope so too. But also, though, like, they did say you were gonna get caught and you did because people are nosy so what does her bestie boo do she writes essentially like a a thrash piece against her against her best friend and is like she's out here with the revolutionists she's over here conspiring she's an enemy of the state literally like didn't even mention the fact that she was just gonna go and like meet a boy or whatever i feel like that would have went on that would have been way better. better so much better she was like political revolutionists she is their intern she's typing the papers not true and so all for your friend not to be on your case you could have handled that way yep. differently yep you could have just told her and when she finds out what does she do eloise is like you're garbage you're a piece of trash i don't want to fucking talk to you don't ever bang my line ever again in your life so as long as you breathe and she turns around and she goes jealous much because i'm successful and you're not <laughs> excuse me <laughs> excuse me meanwhile your family literally is flexing rubies y'all don't have your cousin came to town with zero rubies, only glass rubies, giving them out to the shorties. And just to marry your other cousin. Just so to you get really your mama to try and hook your sister up with your cousin. How dare y'all? How da- You're jealous much? Jealous of what? Incest? <laughs> Weird. Fucking weirdos. Anyway. Bridgerton. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. 
I think that it was a great story of enemies turned to lovers. It really did keep me captivated. I'm here for all the renditions of all the music we heard. Shout out to the Material Girl from Madonna rendition. If that did not take me away. Played by the orchestra and like that's that's different. It was different. There was a lot of renditions. Um cannot think of them right now but i know they it was did, like miley cyrus wrecking ball and that they one was did. really pretty because that was beautiful you say what you want about miley cyrus which i won't say much because there's not much to say but the music some of that music is there like wrecking ball in the climb baby let's not even go there anyway that's what i had for you for Bridgerton. what you got for me sister <laughs> the oscars <laughs> okay i will preface saying i didn't watch all of them I didn't watch all I of it. I didn't watch any of them, actually, besides um, Hot Clips. I took some Hot Clips. I watched a part of it because I wanted to see what the drama was. Um, I definitely watched a lot of the red carpet because the gowns. Baby girls were dressing. They were all dressing and dripped in fine, fine, fine. Just. I get lost my words. <laughs> I lost my words. But you know what I mean. They were dressed and dripped out to the nines. Um, Will Smith, my guy, you did what you had to do. And I'm going to say it. You did what you had to do, and I respect it, and I'm here for it. And how dare you, Chris Rock, talking bad, making a joke about a black woman in her hair no less her having alopecia it's disrespectful on so many my guy said love you wife's name love you forever he said keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth and i said yes lord sometimes violence is the answer sometimes you have to smack somebody you play with people too much and they're gonna play right back and guess what you play stupid games and you will win stupid prizes (laughs) so then that's that is honestly just the fact that sometimes violence is the answer now am i condoning violence on this podcast i know my mom is going to be listening so i'm going to say no however stop playing around with people stop playing around. jada has alopecia she's talked about it so much on the red table talk like and she looks beautiful like she looks beautiful so what the fuck are you even saying like you could never you literally couldn't and so I think it was well-deserved, quite frankly. I am not at all mad at it. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith, I love you, girl. I really do. And will, yes, all, to all of it, to all of it. Sometimes you have to smack the dog shit out of somebody to let them know, like, hey. Stop playing one too much. One too many, one too many. And just keep that in mind, bro. Like, you, do, you don't know what people are going through. That's the honest truth. And when you crack jokes and when you make jokes like and i know a lot of people who joke and they joke in a certain way that's like sometimes it could rub you the wrong way like if you don't know them like that you don't know everybody like that nah and apparently he's been like chris rock has been talking bad about jada Pink smith way too long for way too long you don't know so. everybody like that and i feel like will smith has just had a year where he's like <laughs> nah. it smack smack and i'm okay with it next what happened at the oscars that no one else is talking about my last thing about the oscars uh tiffany haddish put uh let's see et's lauren 
Zima in her place. Mm-hmm. Laura Zima asked her, oh, you have a costume change? And Tiffany Haddish was like, this is couture. This is not a costume. I bought all of this. This is what fame looks like. And literally put her in her place. And I just need y'all reporters to like stop fucking with these people. Stop doing it. They make too much money. They having a good time. Let them wear their couture. They're not costumes. I'm sorry that you can't afford it. That's all I have to say about that. I, period, first and foremost. (laughs) um, If you were, I feel like if you're working an event or if you're working a carpet, you should absolutely practice what you're going to say. And really say it out loud, like before you say it out loud, just so that you can hear back to yourself what you're actually saying to people. Yeah. Because you're you're walking around offending people, and again, like Will Smith got smacked. Will Smith went and smacked somebody the same night. I wouldn't be mad if Tiffany had smacked her too. I do want to say one more thing about the Oscars. I personally, I personally did not watch West Side Story, the new one. Didn't fucking care for it. Rita Morena said some things. You know, we went back to having like not enough representation in the movie. The first movie had tons of problems with it anyway. Let's talk about like just brown fishing it's just it's a lot right but ariana the boss um or the boys double check on that forgive me um ended up winning yesterday best supporting actress and although i didn't see the movie i'm just always happy when when a boricua wins i'm just always happy when we can you know celebrate accomplishments and i know that award shows aren't the pinnacle of who's the best if award shows were then we wouldn't be showing our best however (laughs) quite frankly um however i do think that there's a celebration there even though we didn't see the movie and as you guys continue to listen to this podcast like you will definitely pick up on the things we like the things we don't necessarily feel and all of that good jazz that was pala cultura Y que ta pasando? So right now, we are going to go ahead and jump into our vibe check session. So this is just a nice segment where we are going to set the vibe. We are a bi-weekly podcast as of right now. So we're going to set our vibe for the next two weeks. What's it looking like? What's inspiring us? A song, maybe an affirmation. What's what's it looking like for you, sister? I read this... Um post on Instagram from I want to say hmm, hold on we the burn we the burn we the urban <laughs> definitely we the urban we the urban yes um everything and everyone has a time and place honor the season you're in I think that resonates with me and maybe it'll resonate with all of you and to just honor yourself at that time and just, you know, reflect and see, you know, not everything's a race with everyone else. Take your time with things. I love that. Yeah. Well, with me, it's springtime. It is springtime, you guys. We friggin' made it. I didn't think we was gonna make it, but we made it. So, my song that I'm choosing for the vibe check is Rose in the Dark by Cleo Soul. If you know me, if you know me in real life, you know I love Cleo Soul. That's my girl. And Rose in the Dark has, I think, gotten me through 
some rough times just because it emulates having to really grow and nurture yourself even in times where it's dark but like now that the light is shining now that the spring is here we can go ahead and appreciate all that's flourished right and then my affirmation going forward for the next week and some change is um what's the best thing that can happen i love that what's the best thing that can happen that's truly what i meant to tie into like the beginning of our show where i was like optimistic delusion that's truly what i mean like what is the best thing that can happen in this situation you know um I usually tell people, like, the worst that they can say is no. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. And probably should hold myself a little tighter to that, you know? <laughs> so what's the best that that can, hap- that can happen is definitely going to be my affirmation for the next couple. Yeah, because if you don't do it, you won't see it. Period. I you don't believe that. it, you're not seeing it. I love that. Yes. Our last segment here, we have the plug-in where we are just going to utilize this time to highlight, shout out all things that are catching our eye, our hearts, and just inspiring us. So what do you have for me, sister? Um, I am shamelessly plugging in myself, Mi Casa de Flores. Um, If you are in the Seattle area, go ahead and place your orders with me. I have a string collection coming out. I can't wait to share for that. And I also have merch dropping. And you guys are the first to hear about that, so. Because you're our friends. Yes. We're here. <laughs> We're friends. Okay, besties. So, yeah, I got merch dropping. Uh, check me out at Migasa de Flores. And I also want to give a quick shout out to our lovely producers who did our intro and outro beat. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, go ahead and follow them. Vapor God, who did the intro. And then the outro beat will be from... Kyrie, so McCoy boy, uh, shout them out. Show them some love. Yes, indeed. What you got for me, sister? First, I just want to say how proud I am of you um, for opening up your own floral (laughs) business during a pandemic. It has been so, so cool to see um, and just seeing like the inception of it to like where it is now. You do your freaking thing and like shout out to you because that shit is hard, okay? I have definitely been at the Trader Joe's trying to get a bouquet and arrange it on my own. And let me tell you something, did not happen. So shout out to you. Yes, everybody go tap in. Um, And then for this week, I wanted to go ahead and highlight a wonderful place in South Seattle called Nurturing Roots Farm. It is a community farm. Um, It is black owned. It's ran by lovely people who are just giving back to the community, teaching. They've got kids workshops. And they have volunteer hours from 11 to 3 on Sundays. So if any of y'all have ever wanted to, you know, get involved, get your hands dirty, you know, see what it's about, maybe learn some things, that's definitely the place to check out. It's Nurturing Roots Farm on IG. And um, I'll also do a little shameless plug. Uh, (laughs) For people who know me in real life, shout out to y'all. I am an avid gardener. And I have a plant page with my lovely partner, and we are out the mud gardens uh, where we teach you just how to plant things from wherever you're, you're living. Right now, we've got ourselves a balcony garden, um, tips and tricks, recipes here and there, herbal medicine. So just tap in. For, it's for the free. It's informational. We're not trying to sell you nothing. So they just trying to educate. Period. Yes, so self-love. Tap in. Um, 
and yeah thank you guys it has been a wonderful episode a wonderful first episode Shout out to yes. Yes. so we are gonna go ahead and wrap up this first episode thank you guys so much for coming for tapping in for giving us a little listen um we are a bi-weekly podcast so you can catch us dropping on wednesdays on spotify and apple Podcasts. make sure yep. you give us a like a follow a share, a listen, send us to your friends, send us to your friends' friends, send us to your friends' friends' friends, <laughs> and um, just continue, you know, to tap in with us, hear what we gotta say. Signing off for love. Ciao, mi gente.